Welcome to Blazers Unrivaled, a Hood College podcast series highlighting star-studded student-athletes. This podcast is in partnership with Blazer Radio. Now let's head to the studio with your host, Brayden Wynell. Welcome to Blazers Unrivaled. This is episode three, and uh, today I have two guests with me, very special guests. We have the head coach of the softball team here at Hood, Coach Terry Burdett, as well as team captain this year, Rachel Benden. Thanks for being with me. Rachel, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Coach Burdett, yourself? I'm doing great. Good. All right. So first thing I noticed when I was uh, was doing a little bit of research about the softball program is um, it seems that your guys' overall record just keeps improving over the last couple of years. This is the best uh, last year was the best record that the team has put up since 2019. So how how do you feel about ending last season, you know, with that 18, 20 and 1 record? Well, I think we were the most improved team in the league last year. You know, we missed the playoffs by one game. And I think uh, you know, we had a lot of good players coming back and some new players coming in, so I felt really good at the end of last year with uh, where we were and I know we can play with anybody in the league. I mean, we beat some of the best teams in the league last year. So, um, you know, we uh, I'm sure some of them were glad we didn't make the playoffs because I think we could have played with any of those teams. Rachel, what, what's it like for you as a player coming off of that season? Last year, I feel like I had a lot of unfinished business. Last year, we showed so much fight. We had so many extra inning games, and we really had – still have so much potential. I think this season is really going to be something special. Um, last year, I just feel like we won so much and it was, everyone wanted to win and if possible this year, I feel like it even more, like people really want to win this year. Right. And there was even an improvement from 2021 to 2022 and from 2020, obviously that was the COVID season uh, to 2021, but what has been changing over the past couple of years to put you guys in this position to be a successful playoff team come this season? Well, uh, you can't you can't do this without good players. So recruiting is is huge in this. Um, you know, I coached a travel softball team in the area, the Heartbreakers, for a long time, and uh, I was doing both of them at the same time. And uh, I finally gave up coaching the Heartbreakers and was able to concentrate my recruiting a lot more. And I think it paid off with our class that we brought in last year. You know, with uh, Rachel being a transfer and the in the first year class we brought in last year, and they made a huge difference in the overall talent level we had and it showed and I think uh, you know it starts with the players and and uh, you know you certainly the, the more you win the better your chemistry is and I think that improved last year and I think it's even better this year and so as I mentioned before the best last year was the best record you guys have posted since 2019 but 2020 was the COVID year as I mentioned as well has COVID affected anything in the past couple of years outside of just that 2020 season well, especially, I mean, the kids, you know, the, the, that 2020 season, those players are now seniors. And um, so they were there when we got shut down. We were in Florida when that happened. And uh, I like to think, you know, in general, it's made players appreciate just playing. You know, we, that year was totally wiped out. The next year, and you know, we played some games, but it really wasn't the same. It really, we really weren't back to pretty much business as usual until last year. So, 
Great. So you guys, it looks like you're just coming from, from practice. Is that right? Yes. So what's the off season? Like you're obviously, you know, preparing for this upcoming season, but the fall, the winter, and then the early spring before you start games, what's that like? What are the practices like? Rachel, we'll start with you from a player perspective. So the fall is short. It's uh, short and sweet. We go hard for about three weeks or what is it, 16 days total. Um, and we just try to show what we got and everyone's trying to um, get the get a feel for everything. And then we have pretty much October, November, December off. And then we don't come back until the end of January. And we've just had our heads down going since we started practices. Um, we've been in late night practices, you know, out in the cold on the turf from seven to nine in the gym from seven to nine, um, lifts at 8 a.m. and putting in work outside of practice and, you know, finding time for the cage is what we've really been doing. Is that something that Coach Burdett, that you really try to convey to your players is you got to put in work on your own too, outside of just coming to, you know, trainings and lifts. Oh, absolutely. If you, if you want to compete with the best teams in our conference and, and, and just in division three in general, um, it takes a lot more. I give, I give division three athletes a lot of credit because it takes a lot of commitment. I mean, they're not here on athletic scholarships. Uh, we hope that they just love to play and, um, uh, if you love to play and want to compete and want to get better, you got to do a lot of work on your own. So I think they've, uh, they do a good job of that. Rachel, what does that look like for you? You mentioned hitting the batting cages, but anything else? Is there a lot of conditioning that goes into softball or other aspects of the game that you focus on in the off season? Well, I know, um, for pitchers, it's, I'm a pitcher and it's, um, you, you stay after you come before you pitch when people aren't there, you know, to put in your extra work so you can get your bullpen time in, um, before everybody else gets there. And then how specifically have you guys been, just as a team overall, been preparing for this upcoming season? Is there specific teams you've been scouting or film? or I, I don't know how softball works, so enlighten me. Well, you know, we have a really long break. You know, now that Hood has a J term, and so, you know, we have over six weeks off between the fall semester and the spring semester. So uh, I spent, you know, I've, I've watched every game that we played last year on video um, at least once and I think uh, that gives us an idea how to evaluate our players and also as a, as a chance to scout for this year because we're playing a lot of the same teams so uh, that's you know there's a lot of preparation to go into it and we look at things that you know we needed to improve on from last year and that's what we've been doing I mean we started uh, practice on January 29th I think it was and uh, so we're about three and a half weeks in four weeks in and, uh, you know, we, we have a list of things that we want to improve on, and I think we've been checking those boxes off, um, and, and we're, we're ready to start playing. So. Now, a lot of changes happen, you know, th throughout different seasons, from last season to this season, in the offseason. You mentioned to me right before we started recording that you have some injuries. T t talk to me about that. What's going on with the team injury-wise? Yeah, we have, uh, we have a few players with, uh, with injuries that we hope will, will, will be cleared up soon. Uh, but you know that's part of the sport. I mean, you're always going to have that. We play 40 games in a short amount of time, and you know things happen. People slide, they get hurt, they get hit by pitches, they pull muscles. Um, concussions can happen in this sport. So um, you know it's it's part of the game, and you know that's why we coach every player. We want every everybody to be a part of this, and and uh, even if you're not a, a starter like like Rachel is, uh, you're going to get opportunities to help the team. Other changes, maybe not injury related, but one that is definitely notable is player turnover. 
So new players coming in and seniors last year graduating, some good senior players who graduated last year. What's the mentality going in without that leadership? How are you going to replace that leadership on the field this year? Well, you know, the one thing I love about this game, every year is a new year, you know, and it's a different puzzle you're putting together. And, uh, you know, you lose those pieces, but you, you know, you have, you have returning players that step up into those roles and you want to incorporate the new players in as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I think this team has done a really good job of transitioning from, uh, from losing some senior talent to, um, you know, to being prepared for this year really well. Speaking of leadership, Rachel, as you are the captain, what is your role going to look like this year? My role is to advocate for every one of those girls. Um, team culture is huge. We need to work together and move together. You know, it's all about if if one person is down, everybody's down. You got to be able to pull everybody together. So everybody's up. You know, um, I would say also, you know, going off a of team culture, everyone having good sportsmanship. Whether you're not playing or playing, it's important that you're you all want to be here for the same reason because we want this team to win. So having everybody with that mindset, and I think everybody has that mindset this year. It's it's we have really good team culture this year. Now on the flip side of players graduating last year you also have new players coming in I saw on the roster correct me if I'm wrong there's four first year players on the roster this year Mm -hmm. how do you anticipate or how have you seen them fit into the team into the culture like you were talking about Rachel and both can speak to this um, you know this year this season I think that we've all welcomed them in with uh, open arms they're they're all great players and great people and I think that um, they just add to the team they add um, great stuff to the team yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's um, you never know when you bring new players in. You think you know their personalities, and you know you know something about their talent level, but um, you know you, you you're bringing personalities into the team. And I think the four first years that we have uh, are doing a really good job. I think they're going to help us help us on the field and and uh, and off the field. And with all that being said, what are the expectations? What are the goals for this season? I think it's pretty obvious to say MAC championship, but <laughs> anything more specific or anything more to add? I mean, we're going to just put everything we got into this season. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first goal is to make the playoffs and and to play one game at a time. I mean, these, uh, you know, your chances, you know, you can, they can, you can blow your chances or improve your chances early in the season with a with one double header and so you know just take every game one game at a time and and uh at the end of the year you hope that you're in that top five transitioning a little bit coach burdett you have been here is this your 12th year yep 12th year here you've been around hood for a long time what have you seen that's been different what have you learned from your time here at hood well as, as a coach it goes out in recruiting i mean uh the more the more I learn about the school, the more I learn how to, you know how to, how to uh, to sell to recruits. What, you know what our strengths are and what we have to offer. Um, you know things have changed a lot. Our, our just our facility itself. You know we've made continually made improvements to our to our infield to the to the look of the field. We added batting cages. Uh, so we've we've done a lot in those twelve years. If you if you saw it, what it looked like when I came here, what it is today, it's a big difference. And so you also mentioned that you used to coach for the Heartbreakers. Tell me about that softball background. Where did that love for the game start from? When did the coaching start? Well, I was always an athlete. I played everything in high school and uh, 
And after I started my, my first career, I was a statistician for the federal government. Uh, you know, I continued to play in, in competitive softball leagues and, and men's basketball leagues. And, uh, and then I had uh, my oldest child, uh, Amy, was, uh, was in the softball. And she had, you know, when she was three years old, she uh, had a great arm. And uh, I decided I'd either be that parent that was biting his tom- tongue on the sideline or I would dive into coaching, and I did that. And so uh, as, uh, as she progressed through softball, uh, she joined uh, the, the, the club team, the Heartbreakers, which is uh, one of the best teams in this region. Um, and I coached that up through her, all the way through the end of her high school career. And, um, and then I continued to coach at the club level for 19 more years. Um, so I, you know, it's something I love doing. If I, if, uh, I mean, my degrees in mathematics, if, uh, if I thought I was going to get into coaching, I probably would have been a math teacher, but, uh, I didn't know that at the time, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's where it started. And, you know, here I am all these years later doing it as a, as my second career. I don't, I don't call it my retirement job because <laughs> I love doing this and it's, uh, it's a fun job. So any sign of stopping soon or no? <laughs> well, that's good news. That's good news for Hood fans. Rachel, what about you? What's your softball background? Do you have uh, family members that have played? Does it run in the family? So Are you uh, I, first? I, it kind of does, yeah. So I grew up playing t-ball, you know, slow pitch or, you know, the coach pitch. And I played in high school. I played for Damascus High School. I played for the Maryland Patriots. But so something that always kind of kept me going. So my dad was always really into softball. He played slow pitch. But uh, my aunt was actually a... Um, she played volleyball and softball um, in college, and it just always kind of made me want to play. And um, yeah. How have you grown? And I know it's sometimes hard to evaluate yourself, but how do you think you've grown as a player and maybe as a leader too in your collegiate playing career? So my college got off to a little bit of a rocky start. I went somewhere else. Um, originally and then I transferred to FCC and then COVID hit and then I played at FCC during the COVID year and then I came here and it just felt like I was finally home so and I really found like my best friends and Coach B and Coach Bailey Coach Kelsey have been great to me and they they really kind of helped shape me into the player that I am now so yeah. Great all right looking forward um, to the first game of the season you guys play Catholic Um, it's a it's a home game, which I, I recognize. And I'm curious if it's similar to the sports that I know well, like soccer and basketball and football. What difference does home field advantage make when it comes to softball? <laughs> well, the, probably the biggest advantage is you get to bat second. You know, you, it's an advantage to bat last. You know, if you're, if you, uh, when you're the visitors, uh, if, you're, if the game is tied going into the bottom of the seventh, you gotta, you got to hold them just to keep the game going. You know? So it's, it's always an advantage, I think, to, to beat a home team. Uh, certainly being on, our, you know, being on our home field, um, we have a lot of you – know, our, our team led the league in home runs last year, and um, you know, our, our home field is kind of conducive to home runs. So I think we like that. But, uh, and you know, just not having to get on a bus and travel for hours to get to the game is, a, is an advantage. So. Yeah. And so you're facing off against Catholic. Um, out of conference, but are they a familiar opponent to you? Oh yeah, we play them every year. Their coach is one of my best friends. Um, they're always good. It's always competitive. We uh, we swept them last year, but game all both games could have gone either way. Uh, so we're we're excited to get started against them. Rachel, how do you anticipate the game will go for you this year? 
I think it'll go really good if we just keep our heads down and come out fighting and then don't stop fighting until the end of the second game. Just got to keep it going. And then also notice you play a lot of games before you get into conference play in late March. What benefit does that give you from a softball perspective of playing before you get into, you know, the nitty gritty Mac play? So I would say it definitely, I mean, for everybody, it's getting comfortable getting back into the game. Um, in a, I mean, it's not a relaxed environment, but it's not conference play yet. So you're eight, and coach is able to try people out in new places and um, really get a feel for what's going to be the best, the best nine out there and how we can form our team. And coach, I, I noticed on your schedule too, you end the season in an out of conference game against Elizabethtown. Is that something that's typical as ending the season out of conference? Well, we, we added that this year because, uh, the NCAA pushed the regionals back a week. So, and our conference tournament is, is early. So, uh, the, uh, so we have our last conference game on Saturday and then we, the conference playoffs don't start till the following week. So that's just a way to keep, you know, if, if we make the playoffs, we'll be, uh, we'll be practicing against the live team, um, you know, to get ready for the Mac playoffs. Rachel, I want to go back to you. You told me earlier that you're a pitcher. Talk me through the mental aspect of pitching. It's just very different. Um, you know, you're, for me, it's always been more of a comfort than anything else. I think I feel, I've always felt pretty comfortable pitching. It's all about just controlling your controllables, you know. Some days you're going to have it, some days you're going to not. Some days they're going to rock you, some days they're not going to be able to touch you. You just got to go with what you got that day and do your best and communicate with your whoever's calling pitches whether that be your coach or your catcher about what's working that day and you know cheer on your infield because they're the ones who are gonna save your butt if you you know are getting hit so just having faith in your infield for sure okay so talk me through that the calling pitches do you do pitchers never call their own pitches or is it kind of you feel it out what you see different perspectives from the catcher to the coach to the pitcher what's that like yeah typically he calls um, our pitches just because he coaches us through our bullpen and he has all the information from the other hitters and then also that way our catcher knows what's going on and the rest of the field will know what's going on is it almost like something like one less thing for you to worry about is knowing all about the other the, the opposing hitters and kind of just focusing on yeah, the I mean, mechanics of pitching? Yeah, um, and you know, typically as a pitcher, you see a batter come up and you have a general idea of what you would throw, but um, it does kind of take some of the pressure off for sure. And so what's that like for you, Coach Burdett? What What is going through your head? What's the process like when you see a batter come up and you're communicating with some, uh, one of your pitchers like Rachel? Yeah, I mean, we talk about before the game, if we if we have knowledge about hitters individually, what their strength is. I mean, I have a tendency more to, to pitch to our pitcher's strength rather than the, the hitter's weakness. But, you know, sometimes hitters walk up there and they swing a certain way or stand a certain way, which, which you know, given my experience doing this a long time, you know, I know what pitches they can't hit right away and what pitches they can hit. And uh, most most hitters have a, have a hole. And if you know where it is, if you can locate the ball where you want to locate it, um, it's it's uh, you know it's a it's a game it's a cat and mouse game, but um, you know it's it's a definitely advantage to be prepared to have a scouting report and to know what you know where they hit the ball mainly and and uh, take advantage of that. So the way that the batter stands has a lot to do with the pitch you th- the pitch the pitcher throws. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you uh, 
if you have somebody that uh, that crowds the plate, um, they better and they better have extremely quick hands and good hitting mechanics to be able to hit a hit an inside pitch and keep it fair. You know, so uh, often that that's one thing we'll take advantage of with hitters sometimes is throw in. You know, I'll I'll see them have a long swing. So if they if we throw it inside, all they can do is hit a foul ball. You know, so you know they a lot of times the, the hitters tell us how to pitch to the to them. Okay. All right. So I didn't plan this, but I have an idea and nobody that's listening to this is going to be able to see it, but I'm going to stand up and I'm going to set my, my lineup. I want you to tell me what pitch you throw to me. All right. <laughs> so here's the plate. Uh-huh. Right. And I'll show you my first swing. So there's my warm up swing. All right. What pitch would you throw to me there? I'd probably, th- if, if I, if I could throw a rise ball, I'd probably yeah, throw a rise ball. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, tell me what does that mean? Cause I don't know. Well, you're rise ball. Your hands. Yeah, rise ball and softball. You know, you're you're playing on flat ground, uh-huh. so you're letting it go here. And you know, if you throw it correctly, it's going to spin kind of six to twelve. Okay. So it should it should stay it should rise a little bit. Okay. So if you have a hitter who who commit who hit, who gets kind of long and and down here, any you know they're going to have a hard time. They'll miss it. They'll go lower than it. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, it's it's really why in like in professional baseball, you know. Nowadays, you'll see pitch. You know, one of the biggest things in Major League Baseball is is working up in the zone, right? Mm-hmm. And baseball pitchers are throwing downhill. So in baseball, historically, all their adjustments have been for low pitches, and then the umpires started calling a little higher pitches in MLB, and then all of a sudden, pitchers were now there's value in those guys that can that can throw it high and keep it high as long as long as possible. So they can't really throw a rise ball because they're throwing downhill. <laughs> right. Hill, okay. But if they have really good spin rate, they can keep it up there a little longer. And that's why you get so many strikeouts in Major League Baseball. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Rachel, would you agree? Would you throw me a rise ball? Yes. Do you think I would be able to hit a ball off you? Uh, maybe. I, I'll say not, no. I don't I, think. We would welcome you to come out. And- yeah, <laughs> if you want to. I'll have to do that. That's bonus content. If you donate to the podcast, then you guys can see that. How was my swing form? Drop your hands. You can be honest. You can be honest. It was a little long. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a baseball or softball player. I play soccer, so um, (laughs) you got a foundation there. Okay, yeah. (laughs) My one friend told me that you turn your hips first before your arms come across, but I don't know. The hips lead, yeah, definitely. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, that like I said, bonus content. Donate to my podcast, and you can see (laughs) that. To end the podcast, um, I do have one question. If you could be good at any Olympic sport besides softball, and you can't say baseball, that's a cop-out answer, what sport would you choose? What's that thing where they're going on the sleds and the ice? and it's... Oh, the bobsled or yeah, the, the luge? Yeah, the bobsled. That looks so cool. That's like yeah. apparently like one of the most dangerous Olympic sports. Yeah. They're like going so fast. I wouldn't do skiing. I'm scared of heights. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no Olympic skiing. Coach, what about you? I like to swim. Yeah? So. what Do you know what event you would choose to be best at oh, gee i don't know i mean i like to do all the strokes but probably freestyle more bonus content if you donate more then we'll get michael phelps and coach burdett in a pool and have them race <laughs> that was rachel benden and coach terry burdett with the hood college softball team preparing for their 2023 spring season they are going to play catholic university on uh, tuesday february 28th uh, at hood college Doubleheader, first game at 1 p.m., second game at 3 p.m. Um, go show them some support. Uh, good luck to you both this season. You know, Thank we're you. 
fingers crossed for the playoffs, Mac championships, but like Coach Burdett said, one game at a time, right? Yeah.